Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Perth Footy Podcast. It's episode three, and wowee, what a weekend of amateur football. In today's episode, women's football is back, and Cal will go through that in a CTF women's update. And for the very first time this year, we'll go through our club spotlight segment, and we have a very special guest, TA's president, Gerard Arangio. All that and more, this is the Perth Footy Podcast. Callum Molly, welcome back. Episode three of the Perth Footy Podcast. I only took two goes to get the intro right this time, so I'm improving each week. Yeah, that's and that's all I ask from you, Jake. It is important to improve, and, and every football, every person involved with football knows improvement from week to week is all we want. So it is good to see you only make one error this week, Jake. And it was only just I said episode four instead of episode three, so that's yeah, it. yeah. it's just a small error. Just getting ahead of yourself, but that's fine. The simple things I got to do it well. Um, huge weekend of footy has just gone by. We had the the girls kick off their season um, with their round one, and of course, which we'll get into a little bit later. Uh, the TA's girls had their first uh, inaugural. Uh, game and win, which was uh, really, really good Pretty to see special, on yeah. the socials. Um, how did you go on the weekend, Cal? Because yeah, I did see a footage well, of you kicking a little. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a genuine flower bag, Jake. To be honest, like we had a good win. It was a great win at TAs, and we, you always got to celebrate the dubs. But to be honest, I could have woken up in the morning, stayed in bed, and had the same impact on that game of footy yesterday. So contemplating retirement. Yeah, and that was one of those contemplating retirement weeks. Unfortunately, Jake, and we, you have them pretty regularly when you hit. 30 plus so yesterday was sort of one of them like what am I doing out here but it was still good to have a win it's still good to have a sing the song at the end of the day and the vibes and energy at Bill Graydon in the afternoon was uh it was pretty special mate it was the quintessential Perth weather day yesterday as well I think everyone can agree that was the perfect footy weather yeah absolute Dave Ferret wasn't it yeah it was very Dave good. Ferret. it was it was really good had what's the story down at uni yesterday mate? uh we had a mixed bag i think we had, across our nine grades i think we had five wins so five out of nine um we came across uh, north beach uh for all of the men's stream um the senior men's stream and a couple of the colts teams as well they're all very very uh hard to beat in the in the senior in grades, grades especially yeah, the, the threes absolutely. and fours um, and their their twos historically have been the best team over the last five six years. So um, mixed bag. Uh, the the A grade had a really good win um, by about a goal, I think. Close um, game, I saw very that, close yeah. game, and uh, it was a yeah really really tight contest. Um, it always is very hard to win at Charles Riley, but uh, yeah, we've started well two and zero to start the season. Um, our girls uh, played against Wesley Curtin on Perth Footy Live. Always they, a tough matchup. They that's went down. The, that's I the hardest job in women's footy. Fifteen or sixteen points. I think it was just under three goals, um, unfortunately. But um, I have watched the the Perth Footy Live, uh, uh, you know, the filming, and it's great. It's good to see the commentary. And do um, we're due for a little like special comments? segment on that or getting a part of that Jake what well, do you reckon well like, we I would, could no, but if, I, it, if it was a let's just say like I know I'm hamstrung your knees a little bit there's a few issues there and we get on the special like where the rich are or the linging kind of thing yeah is I that think, something we could yeah, maybe we could look do, and do bit of Brett Kirk action as well <laughs> so um I'm, I'm sure the league would be looking forward to that. I'm on early. You, so. get, you get onto it, mate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a good start from you. I'll, uh, I'll engage with my heart and my mind um, for, for that one, I think. Um, but no, I think that's something down the track oh, I believe we could get oh, a part of, Cal, to <laughs> spread our wings. Um, really exciting episode because this is something you and I talked about uh, in the pre-production, yeah. uh, in the pre-season, trying to get this pot up again for season two. 
is, you know, how can we improve it? We had a lot of special guests on um, throughout the year, but we're, we're doing something slightly different. And uh, the special guests this year will be more so club focused yeah. and uh, the club spotlight of making sure um, we get a, I suppose, a little look into the inner sanctums of, of how clubs work and, and, you know, all the special volunteers that help out uh, every single week. Um, and luckily, just through, through connections, uh, he was uh, immediately replied to my text message <laughs> as well within about 30 seconds. Um, and we will reveal, as we said uh, in the, the intro there, exactly what we'll go through um, in the club spotlight segment. So after the break, you'll be joined by TA's president, Gerard Arangio. All right, Cal, super excited, and I'd like to formally introduce one of our very good friends and, and probably the TA stalwart. He is, he does a lot. And though. president, he wears many hats. Gerard Arangio, welcome to your podcast, debut. Jake, Callum, thank you very much for having me. I've been very excited <laughs> for this moment for, you've been promising it to me for a number of weeks, months, years even. <laughs> we, we did say last year that we'd love to we get We actually pod. did say, we did promise you told me spot last year. You butted me up multiple times, but it's happening, we're here, we've, and um, it's good to be here. We've luckily we've had about 10 people knock us back, so all right, Gerard, you're, you're up <laughs> like there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> mate, it was, well... I think we're in a little group chat ourselves, um, yep. us three, so it's very lucky. But yeah, you were very quick to reply. It must have been on the phone at the same yeah, time. Yeah, so I've actually got a separate phone just for that group chat. Um, <laughs> so when it goes off, I do get a little bit excited. Um, and yeah, I was more than happy to oblige. Now, wait, nudes, we are, while we joke, it is awesome that you are on here, mate, because you do do a lot for our um, footy club at Trinity Aquinas, which is great. But talk us through how long you've actually been here, mate, because I know your first five years at the club resulted in some pretty successful on-field staff but talk us through your journey that led to you being the president now and you can be as you don't have to sugarcoat this sort of stuff mate this is your moment you're more I than know, welcome I've heard how you know. guys talk about yourselves so I'll try and follow suit um came down to the club cow in 2010 after leaving trinity college in 2009 um so played yeah two years of colts down here uh 10 and 11 uh, before they moved the colts to a three-year program uh we're lucky enough to win the two flags um, in 2010-2011, um, played reserves in 2012, uh, had a bit of success there as well. Um, then I sort of, yeah, the next few years, I guess, 2013-14, I was actually away from the club, um, didn't play at all. Came back in 2015, got involved straight on the committee that year um, whilst playing. Um, then 2016 was around again as well, um, was here for the club's first A-grade flag, which is a pretty special moment to be a part of. Um, and then I went overseas into Melbourne for a couple of years, 2017, 18. So that missed the second flag and um, yeah, it wasn't here for 2018 either. Came back in 2019 and took over from Andrew Edwards, who's uh, and also a bit of a club icon. A yep. So learned a lot off that man um, and yeah, been the president ever since. Um, so yeah, here we are, 2022. For, for our listeners, that is five years with the with the intermittent changes, it was five your five first five years at the club resulted in five flags. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. That's unbreath. Un, that's yeah. unbelievable. I've that's been pretty dreams. Yeah, pretty for, fortunate. <laughs> Certainly not through my uh, on field exploits. Yeah, I was going to say, were well, you a big yeah. contributor in those five yeah. flags, mate? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah. Can we maybe edit that out, mate? <laughs> <laughs> but nah. no, I'm very fortunate. Um, got a lot of good memories at the club. A lot of good friends, and yeah. So it's, it's things like that that you know pretty happy to pour a couple hours back into this place it's given me a little bit you know yeah, must be handy being seven foot and you know only one ruck spot so uh. <laughs> yeah well it is pretty handy um although yesterday we had in our a grade size three rucks on the field which is something i've been begging for 
And I'm actually not playing this year, Jake. So the year I go out, he's like, maybe we'll give this uh, three rucks thing a try. For now. <laughs> and it seems to be working well. So anyway. Yeah. Um, I, my first question, and this is something that, that I'd like uh, most weeks when we do get clubs on, is I suppose um, what, what has been the, the major thing that you've noticed over your sort of 12 years at this club now, or on and off? Um, what's the biggest things that, that have changed for you, you think, the, the, I suppose, the evolution of the club um, as a whole? Um, well, there's a few obvious ones this year, which I guess we'll talk about a little bit later with the women's side and stuff like that. But I think amateur footy um, is really growing. I wouldn't say exponentially, but it's growing massively from year to year. I mean, yeah, with the advent of like social media and stuff like that, the reach that the game has in the amateur space is getting bigger and bigger, especially over... Um, it's it's the standard is really seems to be improving. Like yeah. the names that you hear, oh, this guy's coming back from Waffle, this guy's doing this, and the talent pool is is just enormous. Um, so I think it's been taken a lot more seriously as as it should have always been. The standard's always been great in Amos footy, but I think it's really getting better and better. And I just think that the professionalism and how the way the league is run, the way clubs are run, um, I remember how the things seemed to be when I first came down versus how they are now in terms of. Just the way things are done, um, the hours that go into it, there's just there are so many moving parts, and I think it's just getting better and better and going from from strength to strength. Um, and yeah, participation is um, is a mm. big one, big one of that as well. I think, um, and you said oh, well, we've got to touch on this, Jake, because I think I remember speaking to you last night, nerds, and we had a pretty special night here after our inaugural women's um, first game. But last night it was almost like, why haven't we done this sooner? as far as getting a women's team. I mean, how special was that? And I know, like, as president, it would have been... It's not easy. Just That just sort of stuff just doesn't happen. It yeah. doesn't spring up and overnight. So if you can talk us through, like, the process of getting that up and about. But, I mean, our girls have... We've got 53 girls named in our squad for one team. It's pretty yeah. unbelievable. For, considering a club like ours, Jake, as well, is, like, we're Trinity Aquinas. That's two all-boys schools, and we've managed to do conjure numbers like that. So... Pretty special day, but it is, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into it. Is that right, nerds? Yeah, absolutely. But to be honest, it hasn't been, I wouldn't even call it work. Like, it takes time, sure, but it's going to sound a little bit cliche, but it's actually been a really great experience, like getting these girls down. So how it sort of started, um, I guess, we were one of the later clubs to get involved and, and throw a hat in the ring for a women's team. Um, a lot of people sort of kept asking me, where are we going to recruit these girls and how are they going to, you know, what are our pathways going to be, you know, given we're pretty strong on the Trinity and Aquinas sort of recruiting front. Um, I really never had any doubts or fears that we wouldn't struggle to get the numbers. A few people might have. Um, and like you said before, we've got, yeah, just over 50 girls registered for 22 spots. Um, so my brother, uh, Michael, is the coach. He's doing a great job. Um, is, yep. I think from my point of view, how it sort of started, um, it really started to snowball. So Michael's girlfriend, Andrea, she's... Um, kicked a goal yesterday too, Andrea. Kicked the first ever goal for the women's team. Oh, wow, hey. Yep. Yeah, I'd just come outside. I was grabbing a drink of water. The game had just started. Um, and I heard the roar go bananas. Yeah. Andrea Deleuze kicked the first Within the first like, minute, she kicked one zipping through a pack. She's a little pocket rocket, is, is dry. Um, and I couldn't believe it. Um, <laughs> it happened so quick. And yeah, the noise was, was insane. So, sorry, we're going off a little bit of a tangent here. <laughs> Give Andrew a shout out, though, so she'll be yeah, really she'll be about listening. that. she'll be listening. Um, but, yeah, so it sort of started like that. Um, Michael, uh, Andrea, 
Dylan Hindu and his girlfriend Jasmine are pretty involved. And then a few other girls from the local area, we put an ad on all our social media, got the boys to sort of spam post that with a link to the um, women's group Expression of Interest. Interest, yeah. That worked. And then just girls passing the word on to their friends. I haven't so organically. That's what I always yeah. thought would happen. And true to form, it did. Um, and they've just come and come and come. And I think we've got a really good culture. I've never seen other clubs' women's culture, so I don't really have anything to compare it to. Um, but I would say it's pretty flawless. Like the girls seem to love it. Um, Mike and uh, Dil Hindle, Dil Takanori and Callum Gordon are his assistants. They all seem to love it. The vibe, the energy around the place, I think you'd uh, testify. It's it's completely different and everyone is just so thrilled. Um, But yeah, like a lot of hours went in at the front end just trying to plan how we would you know, do certain things and how that fit into the club. As you know, like Billy's quite a small deck. Mm. The room that we have, we had a few issues last year with the surface, um, getting trashed after a, a, after a wet, wet day and a lot of foot traffic. So just those sort of things. Um, but so far, so good. It seems to be working really, really well. Um, we've got a lot of people who are pretty keen to see, you know, the women's team succeed. So we don't have an, any issue of, of people trying to pitch in and help out to uh, to make the wheels turn. And you are uh, you introduced another senior seniors team? We did. So we well. introduced our fifths, um, which has always been talked about as you know something we'd we'd like to do, but the numbers have sort of been prohibitive. Yeah, we always start with a few extras in the fours kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but then come June, July, when when people are injured and sick and can't really be bothered, then the numbers sort of dwind- start to dwindle a little bit. Last year was insane. I think due to the COVID pandemic, I'm sure you'd have the same experience at university, Jake. The numbers that are playing community sport have somehow yeah. just absolutely ballooned. So we had after round one last year, I think we had 40 names of guys who were missing out on a game uh, in senior men's. Um, so yeah, we've managed to. Um, to get a fifth side up, Matty Power is taking the helm of that. Your housemate too, I believe. He is my housemate. Um, we get under each other's skin <laughs> a little bit. We do clash. Matty Power clashing with someone, that's uh, yeah. something new. It's uh, unheard of if you want to go through his cricket exploits. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. if you're uh, last man standing cricket for anyone uh, that does play in that competition, uh, you probably have come across Matt Power. So <laughs> shout out to him. Love to uh, love to um, yeah, dispute umpires' calls and just make sure catches are taken in the field of play and, and things like that. So, yeah, shout out to Matt. But he's doing a great job with the fives. Um, we've got a lot of guys, ex-club legends, well, still club legends if yeah, they're still yeah, playing. Yeah, that's true. So le- they're all coming back down and getting involved. It's great to see guys that have played, you know, 200, 300 games plus, like your Adam Norlows and your Luke Howards, your, your Glenn Duffield's yeah, involved and stuff like that. It's just... It really is great. It does add that that vibe that TA has probably lacked. We are quite a young club. Um, so having the the more senior guys back around the place um, oh, it puts a smile on my face. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's great. You, Matty Powell, living proof that you give anyone the key to a Ferrari, they'll be able to drive it. Yeah. There's some good players running around the fifths there, Jake. And even uh, Adam Gileno, the... Uh the oh, market Adam Bauman, yeah, we need him. I think he's, uh, he's yeah, he's in the he's in the mix. Yeah. He's in the squad. Um, he might be a little bit under the minimum age requirement uh, <laughs> to get a game. I think it's it's north of twenty eight and thereabouts. But no, it's going good. It's going really really good, and uh, all things are going Mate, well. No, your sad days, and I know Jake's very similar. Jake was bragging about his uh, his what do you do? Your seventeen k's of running on the weekend. Yeah, I did seventeen. Mate. Mate, and that's and look, I'll I'll pump you both up here because you both put in ridiculous amounts of time for the football club that you love and it's not just you know your president presidential role it's not just that 
Noodle, you're running water yesterday because you feel like you always need to do something. There's always something that needs to be done. Like, mate, is that just is that a love of club thing, or is that just something you you just it's become easy now? And by the way, for our listeners. Jake, yeah, ran 17 k's yesterday running. He wanted to make sure that was mentioned. Yeah, it's okay. on Strava. If anyone has a, has a look. Can, can guarantee I didn't clock 17. Can guarantee that the k's I did clock were certainly not done running. Um, but no, it's just... It's, it's easy for you, mate. Cause you, and you do it all, nodes. It's, it's, it's something that I think makes... It generates respect from the playing group and all the people that are part of the club. But, I mean, from someone like me... You'd, you know, just I, I try to notice those sort of things. I mate, you, you do it all, and it's it must take a, a fair bit of chunk of your time. It definitely does, but it's not. I'm sure Jake could say the same. It's not a chore in, in any stretch. Yeah, I was I was about to <laughs> blow my lid yesterday at a few people. A few, you know, I'm sure you had the same um, round one. Well, you guys, no, you guys were home for round one, so yeah. this was our first home game, and yeah. that's when a lot of the questions come. And because you're running the show, you know, all <laughs> questions come to you, and for some reason, when I'm around, people's ability to think for themselves disappears. Oh, yeah, I feel that, mate. <laughs> and I just get some of these questions like, for example, and you've got a microphone in front of me, so I'm going to tell the story that the women have just won their first ever game for the club in their history. I yeah. was in the change rooms watching them sing the song. I was on the verge of tears. I was so excited for these girls. It was great. I've got people at the door to the change rooms trying to get my attention and like pull my shirt and like wave me over. And I'm like, just wait a minute. Something's happening here. I've come outside. What's up? Oh, can we just grab a polo? (laughs) Mate. Now, the language I would use to describe my feelings at that time was probably not appropriate for this particular uh, podcast. But... In all honesty, it is fine. Like, yeah, you yeah, calm it down. Like, it's fine. But, um, yeah, yeah, just those little... They're the little things that you've got to remind yourself, like, you're the figurehead. You you sort of yeah, sign yeah, up yeah. for this a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, no, it's all it's all good fun. And I never have an issue with committing my time to the club or anything like that, like running water and stuff like that. It's not... I don't do it begrudgingly because no one else will do it. I'm just like, I'm bored. <laughs> I want to get out in the field. I'm not having a kick this year, so... Just to get around it and yeah, just help yeah, out wherever um, I can and yeah, it's Ryan Vermeesh and Damon Guinness like they're, you know, if <laughs> if anyone leaves boots or something or whatever at training, it, it's usually a message to you, isn't it? They're big on this. These yeah, days. even if they haven't left boots or anything <laughs> like that, I've got a group text with Ryan and Damon. Um, well, they've got a group text with me. It's probably a more accurate way to put it, and they'll just send me texts like, "Hey mate, have you seen my boots?" <laughs> Uh, hey, mate, are we going to have physios at training tonight? Um, can we get some more strapping tape? Just stuff like that, just to get under my skin. Right. On, the, on the topic, I think it's just while we've got it up, the topic of uh, boots in the change room. So I was leaving the change rooms yesterday and um, long day. At a, I've just gone through a like, final sweep just to make sure everything's um, neat and tidy in there. And I see a pair of boots in the corner um, with like orthotics in them, so like actually needed. Yeah. And then... Um, like any club does, if you if you give away a fifty, usually it's your turn to wash the jumpers yeah. or something. That's what we do. Um, the twos obviously play before the ones, and and I was like, oh, what's that in the corner? It's uh, the box of twos jerseys are just you know shoved in the corner, and uh, no one had actually taken them home. So it makes you think: uh, is it really that hard? 
Apparently it is. Apparently it is. <laughs> so shout out to Ollie O'Meen who uh, just left uh, North Beach there without the twos jumpers um, as well. So um, luckily they've got something to play in after the buy. Um, no, no, it's just before we, we wrap this up, mate. So now everything's going swimmingly with TAs. There's so many things building and everything. So... I mean, you know, you don't know how long you're going to do the presidential role, but what's the sort of plans moving forward, you reckon, for the club? Is there anything that we look to, to be excited for? I mean, ideally, it's bloody, you know, take flags and, and everything, but, you know, I know we got new lights this year out at Bill Grade and there's always something in the works, so is there anything that we can look forward to? Yeah, as, oh, as look, the next club? thing on my, on my big hit list would be new goalposts. Goalposts, that's a great for answer. For those who have ever been to Bill Graydon, <laughs> you've ever seen a toothpick stuck into the ground? <laughs> That would represent our goalposts. So, they're yeah. not straight. They're not tall. They're a little bit rusted. Um, just not really befitting of, of an A-grade club. Genuine Pete Murray. Like, seen better days. Seen some of the better days. <laughs> I think they were actually installed when, yeah, Bill Graydon installed them himself. And he's 100 now. So, um, it's, yeah, they're pretty old. Not great. But, yeah, that's one of the things I'd like to get. Just make the club. We've got these lights. It's going to be a beautiful, you know, night games and stuff this yeah. year and onwards. So, yeah, have the place looking a bit more um, A-grade, yeah. for want of a better term, is, is, is something I think we should... And, and what would you say, uh, last couple of questions from me, like sort of your, your leadership style, how do you think that sort of developed over the time that when you first started the gig and, and now um, in terms of, um, you know, are you, are you delegating more? Yeah. Um, obviously, every club has a lot of legendary volunteers that, that do everything year upon year, but have you felt that um, you've improved as a leader in terms of maybe taking a bit of the burden off yourself and, and I think so. openly I've, delegating? I've, I've, I've learned where you can delegate and where you can't delegate as well. Um, but we've got a really great committee. Like I've got a lot of my good friends um, on the committee as well who are people that I know can, can get the job done. Um, like Brad Russell running the bar. Um, he's been a huge help. Yeah. Um, Someone to trust like that's pretty important. He knows what he's doing. He's very passionate about yeah making sure the bar runs well, stuff like that. Um, more my leadership style has always been geared towards dealing with blokes, um, and I'm very I can be pretty short with people, but that's kind of my sense of humour. Like people know that you know. So dealing with now with the girls involved, having to learn how to to change my interactions and stuff like that because it different people as well, different ways yeah, yeah. so it's, it's it is a learning experience um but i've found so this is my fourth year as the president jake and i'm sure you'd be the same with with uni each year you learn and improve like what i know now there was no way i knew it four mm. years ago um and i think you go from strength to strength each year just because you've done it before you've tried and tested different things what works you'll go with again what doesn't work you'll try something else you just feel a lot more comfortable you know how things work you know how to um interact with people, how to, you know, integrate with the league, interact with the umpires and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, and I'm even now learning to play HQ, getting pretty good at that as well. Yeah, yeah that does take a bit of time <laughs> yeah, to get around and play HQ. Absolutely. Um, no, look, thanks uh, for jumping on and, and giving us your time and hosting us at, at Billy Graydon um, tonight as well. It's a, a great footy club. Um, really excited to see what uh, what Trinity can achieve this year, um, both on and off the field. As we said, it's awesome to see more girls' teams getting into the competition uh, and we're excited to, to track the progress of of those girls and hopefully that they can um, continue their, their good start to the year and then hopefully bring home a, a flag as well. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Callum. Thank you, listeners. And you can stick around for uh, the rest of the episode, mate, because you'll be locking up after this. So a <laughs> uh, quick break and then Cal's going to get into Where's Wally. Where's Wally?
Where's Wally? Did you say him? Where's Wally? Where, All right, we're back after a short break. Awesome to have TA's president, Gerard Arangio, on the program. And as we said, every... Uh, we'll aim to do it. Um, regularly. Every, we regularly. Wanna, yeah, we want to get out to our every week. clubs. Yeah. Um, but we'll aim to get a, a club figure, whether it be a president, uh, you yep. know, a, a stalwart player, etc., um, just to talk about their club and, and the goings on there. But now, Cal, we're into Where's Wally. And for the first time this year with the CTF Women's Update, who do fantastic work, in uh, the women's space, taking care of uh, of the women's competition as well. Um, kick us off, mate. We love the Construction Training Fund. Thank you for sponsoring our women's update. We'll go to C1, Jakey. I think there's something brewing at North Romandle, and that's why I'm going to mention them today, Jake. 3-3-21, defeating Canning South Perth, 1-3-9. They've got two teams. They've got a lot of numbers down there. I reckon there's a lot to like at North Romandle. As soon as Emma Pilati kicked the first nag, it was all North Romandle from there. I'm just I'm just earmarking it early, Jake. You know, like, I like to make predictions pretty early into the season, but I like North Romandle in that C1 grade, so we're going to have to watch this space there, mate. All right, very good start in the second game. Mate, I'm excited to mention this one. We're going to the C3. TA's Trinity Aquinas, 14-7-91, defeated Manning Rippers, 2-5-17. It was a massive day for our football club, Jake, and I'm going to keep pumping it up, as we have already in this podcast. Shani Kiddo, if she's not one of the best players in the Perth Football League, then I'll eat my hat. She's unreal. Our captain, um, she's kicked four. Lara McInnes uh, rucked all whole game. She's awesome. Um, had a real serious crack. Abby Thomas, Louisa Patterson, like there were so many contributors. When you win by that ma- amount of points, it was it was pretty awesome. No, do you have anything to add to that, mate? But I think some of the girls here are just just outstanding, and I'm going to keep pumping them up. They're going to be my team that I mentioned most weeks, Jake. So the girls played their first ever game two weeks prior in a scratch match against North Beach, got Ooh. beaten by 100 points. <laughs> then to go and win their second ever game, which is their first ever real game, by 12 goals, that would have to be one of the great uh, turnarounds Ooh, from, that is from one turnaround. side. Um, yeah, great side. The girls played really, really well. Their link up, um, it's like they've been playing together for years, to be honest. It's great. It, there's a lot to like about Coach Michael Arangio too, Jake. I think he's uh, he's bringing the uh, the great mix of you know cool, calm, and collected, but also driving a pretty high standard. So it's going to be good to watch, mate. Good I know, on, I know you've had Mickey a wi- I know you've had a women's team for a couple of years, but this is really exciting. Mate, so I'm keep, we're going to keep pumping them. I'm, I'm all for it, mate. Absolutely. Should we go into where's Wally now? Mate, we go into where's Wally now and we'll go to the men's. And I know there's, as we say, every week we want to try and cover as many uh, as many teams as we can. Um, it's but just Noodle going over his allotted 10-minute time slots probably hurt us a little bit. So we're going to be short and sharp in the uh, where's Wally. Is that cool with you, Jake? That's cool I've got with a me, couple, I've got a couple of games and I'm going to mention a couple of teams. So the first one, let's go to the A grade. Um, and I know that a lot will be said about this, but I'm going to speak about West Coast 11-15-81, defeated Kingsway 7-3-45. Now, it'd be really easy for me, Jake, to mention that, you know, Kingsway only had, I think, seven or six or seven available from their grand final side last year, them with the premiership team. Blokes like Fermark, Waters, Brooks not playing. Like, that's pretty big. But I think we've got to mention West Coast. Like, when you come up from B grade, I mean, that's a big step in itself. But to come up and beat the reigning premiers, I think that's a big tick for them. And I reckon that, I hope they celebrated um, on Saturday night because that's a big win. Ron McHugh, their coach, has kicked three. He's like, boys, just 
just he must let, just clear out the fifty for himself. Let me just show you how it's done. But he was well supported. Cal McKenzie kicked four. That's a big win for West Coast. We've got to pump him up a little bit there. It's never easy jumping up the grades. All right, it's always good winning a flag or making a grand final in the grade below. But when you come up, it can be a tough ask. But when you knock off the reigning premiers, doesn't matter who they're missing. It's a big win. So congratulations to the West Coast boys. Well done to the West Coast boys. Always good to get on the board um, for your first win in A or return to, to A return grade, to A grade. Um, yep. for the last few years. In the second game, Cal? Mate, there's just something brewing. I love talking about teams that, you know, in, in C3, and I reckon Coburn Lakes is one of them that the Warriors down there I really, really like. So 15-14-104, they defeated Rolly Stone 12-11-83. Rolly Stone, again, another team that have come up from C4. Um, Coburn Lakes have got it done. They're 2-0 now, Jake. All right, Lockie Johnson has kicked a bag of five. It's always good to kick anything more than three goals, unless you're a small forward. If you kick two, you've got your job done. Skipper, Jared Simons, he was solid in the midfield. He was really, really good. Brad Oldfield, second game for Coburn Lakes. Um, he pretty much, he delivered the ball really well, hit most targets, which is really, really good. Coburn Lakes were in charge all day uh, for most of it. There was a bit of a late charge from Rolling Stone, showing that they're going to be competitive this year. But huge win by the Warriors, and they're going to be a team to watch this year. Well done to those Coburn boys. So, um, Cal, we will try and make sure we, we fit in uh, as many games as possible. Ideally, we try and do uh, a three and three in the weeks we don't have the special guests just to make sure that listeners don't get bored of we, our own voices. We've got to get it out to the listeners too, Jake. If, if someone deserves a pump up or you reckon there's a result that needs mentioning, let us know and we'll mention it. Absolutely. Look, really quick, uh, where's Wally this week? Short um, So another short break, and then we're going to finish off with some absolutely ripper questions in Wally Box, and Noodle's probably going to stick around for that as well. Sweet. Or you can trade it all in for what's in this box. The box. The box. All right, Cal, we're back, and Noodle's going to kindly stick around uh, for this segment as well because he, he does have Ripper insight and he's a very funny man. So a lot of this will um, hit close to home for him as well. Um, I think a new sort of direction with the Wally Box. Yeah, we, we, and, we, we, and, I lo- and I like this direction. And I like Jake. this as well. So this was sent in by um, the host of actually the Purple Rain, so the Freo Dockers podcast, um, Ducktronic. Ducktronic who's, um, is. Uh, he just suggested that maybe we need more stories from the lower grades. And then often that's where all grades, the good stuff happens. We speak of the lower grades. We think of your third, your fourth, your fifths at, at, at certain clubs. You know, your lower grades where, you know, in cricket it's very, it's, you know, you call it pretty village. So that's like. uh, usually if you if you have black runners on. Yeah. You know, with the whites, and, the know, and just something just a little bit not that professional. And no. understandably when you're at a lower grade, you know, things, professionalism is not at the top of the list of things you need to be. But Ducks to sent in a, good, a nice little story to, to mention on the pod, and I think it's it's this it's, is it's quite humorous. So I think it might have been Dingoes a couple of years ago. Yeah, so, so this is our fours. Oh, this is a I think this is a while ago. This yeah. is several several years several ago. Several years ago. Anyway, Winnie, the great, he's a big ruckman, and unfortunately, Winnie, I think he's dislocated his knee. And, and Ducks says a story. His knee was almost in the middle of his shin. That's how bad he's dislocated. <laughs> right. So he's he's in a fair bit of pain here. So. Unfortunately, they were playing CBC out at Morris Buzzacott in the wet, and it was just torrential it's downpour. It's a tough place to play when it's wet T- as well. Tough place to play. It's pretty muddy and everything. So they put Winnie on the stretcher, and unfortunately, um, <laughs> they've just they well, they've called an ambulance. Says obviously he's in, in a fair bit of strife. It's pissing down, raining, and so they just carried Winnie just behind the goals, 
and they've just sort of just <laughs> they've just left him there. <laughs> Covered him with a blanket and just gone, all right, we'll, we'll just wait for the ambulance to get their thing in the ambulance only take five, ten minutes. It was about an hour and a half later. Still <laughs> sitting played on the whole game. <laughs> They're still sitting on the goals. So, if guys, we're going to put that out there to the, I don't know, boys. Like, I don't know if you've thought of any injuries like that where we've had to, to, to deal with that. But I think we're going to put it out to our listeners that um, we might need to to find a few more stories from the lower grades like that one. What do you reckon, nerds? Yeah, I think, I think there'll be quite a few out there. I've got a little anecdote, probably not, not quite in the realm of, of Winnie. Um, I have dislocated my, my finger a few times playing footy. Yep. Um, and this was a couple of years ago out at, I think we were playing at, actually at Morris Buzzacott as well. Maybe it's the ground. One of the boys um, did the same, dislocated their finger and couldn't get it back in yeah. and I was like leave it to me mate I've done it many times <laughs> I've grabbed this bloke's finger I can't remember who it was I think it might have been Hayden DeRuy I don't think it was him but it might have been and I've grabbed his finger to try and help him put it back in straighten it out and I've done it how mine goes back in and he is yelped <laughs> in pain hasn't gone back in and he's like nah nah just, 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 just leave it if you can and um, yeah, so that was my one attempt at, at, at trying to get involved in the medical department. Uh, leave it to the physios, mate. But I think if you do put the word out for a couple of stories, they'll be a lot better than my probably four out of ten that I just told. But um, <laughs> that Winnie story is great, mate. That, that is very good. Yeah. I've, I've got a question coming in here from, from one of our loyal listeners, Eamon Lowry. Um, and this is regarding, and I've just seen it on the weekend as I was assisting coaching the. The reserves. We had a young man come down and play for us. His name's Simon Homsony, um, old TC boy, and he's come down from East Perth. He's played played reserves on the weekend. Um, I just he very old school. I've never I haven't seen this too, and I don't see this too often. I wanted to put it to both of you. It's like he had his he went the jumper tucked in, like very Jimmy, very that. Matt Rowe. And I was just wondering, like at both of our clubs, can you think of anyone else that actually does that? And should there be more blokes that do it? I know Mark Deves tucked his jumper in for one quarter last week because he wasn't getting a kick. I think it, I don't think it's a word, depending on how jibby you are. All right, what do you reckon? Jeremy Power, a great captain, regular, regular uh, subscriber to the tuck. Yeah. So He picks and chooses though, doesn't he? Maybe. One I've tuck, saw, one no tuck. There's one tuck, one no tuck. Um, the rotation policy on the tuck. Yeah, um, I'm not a big Michael Tucker. I just... Um, yeah, no, nah, uh, I'll just... I'll just um, I'll keep it keep it out. I don't get a kick anyway. Right, so superstitions yeah. aren't really one. So new to a footy new to a footy club. You know, I think it was his first TAs hit out. I think he, since he played Colts or whatever, and he's gone the jumper tuck. And should we see more of it? Well, imagine a jumper tuck with a long sleeve jumper. That'd be that'd be next level. I think it can look good. You'd have to be pretty handy if you're tucking in in you long sleever. I would have thought. How are the yeah. long sleevers going, Jake? Have you had to? Uh, so we, so I've ordered. Uh, so ideally, I wanted everyone to pay their fees first before we get all these nice things in, because it's very easy to throw merch at people and they buy it straight away. They might drop a couple hundred bucks on merch, but as soon as you dangle fees in front of them, they just go, "Oh no, I can't." Yeah. They just they get scared of it. So um, the long sleevers that they are uh, coming in, I've ordered sort of a prototype for people to kind of so they can see what it what it looks like. So we'll do that in the coming weeks. You we don't really need one at the moment. I think. Um, by the time and uh, we do the order and they come in, it'll be basically you know beginning of winter, so it'll be good for that. I think on the topic of uniforms, so yep, just a couple of interesting things from uh, that I've picked up over the weekend. We did have uh, one of our players, and I'll give him a little shout out. Tom Gajewski decided to ask if any boys have a spare pair of white shorts that he hasn't organised for the last few weeks, about uh, an hour before the game. <laughs> so literally, while we're, everyone's there watching the twos, an hour 
uh, before yeah. any game time, like most clubs would do. He uh, he's messaged the boys. He's ha- wasn't even there yet. Just asking. Oh, anyone anyone's got bring two pairs of white shorts. Like <laughs> most blokes don't have a second pair, so that was pretty village. And um, I did notice one of the boys has been playing at the club for I think this is maybe fifth or sixth year, and he's had the same pair of socks the whole time. Um, and they've changed colour or what? They've changed colour. So the yellow is actually not noticeable. It's gone grey. Um, and he's kept the same pair of socks, never worn a new pair, um, which is like another bloke, Brad Mumford, who played at the club for about 10 or 12 years, uh, had the big, thick, like, you know, the old school mm. socks, hadn't bought another pair. They had holes in them, like genuinely. And he would just like, I think he'd just cover it with tape or something. Oh. And he would, ref- would refuse to buy a new pair of socks. That's pretty village. And you were discussing um, before, one of your players, uh, Phil Roberts, does something pretty interesting instead of spending money on new boots. Yeah, yeah. Phil, and I'm sure Phil would not be the only person who does this. Um Rather than, yeah, buy a new pair of boots, it's just a, a new roll of a lasso plus tape uh, around, <laughs> around the studs each week just to keep them, keep them all together. Um, yeah. It's it's amazing. You know, boots are hard to come by at the moment, I believe. They that. are. But there's global just shortage. Uh, Brian College is another one I want to mention because he's wearing a pair of, I think, Damon Guinness's old boots and they've got no soles in them. There's what? no... Uh, it's like no orthotics or anything. They're some of the worst. They're black boots... They're horrific and they're old. And if there's one bloke that probably needs to wear boots with a bit of flash, it's Brant College. If he's not the biggest plotter in the competition, I don't know. I don't know who else would be. You'd be close, maybe. I was going to say, have you seen yourself? <laughs> yeah, literally look in the mirror, buddy. <laughs> I've got nothing. To do with that. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I was just, I was just thinking. Sometimes blokes just get attached to their boots and they can't get, get out on a plotter. You boots. Yeah. That's you're throwing not, me, you two. You're Look, not a plotter, want, but you are a good exponent of the forward spinner. <laughs> yeah. we, I think we, sp- we touched on that yesterday. For anyone who does want to get on the um, the Perth Footy Live um, platform where you can see all the games, I think it was the third quarter yesterday. Yeah, it wasn't pretty. Callum Wally lining up from 35. Uh, the ball spun forwards for a goal. It's gone end over end. That's end right. over end, and they had this like left to right swing, and it was just it was disgraceful. I think I remember kicking it, and it sort of hit me like. In the middle of my shin, sort of where Winnie's kneecap was. <laughs> <laughs> when he dislocated it. But yeah, it wasn't good. But so, yeah, nice little Mike Gadding ball for you to. It's, sometimes through, it's yeah. just good for him to go through, Jack. So it's all right. Very well done. Look, lads, absolutely incredible podcast. We're getting up to almost 38 minutes now. So Ooh. I think people would be probably have tuned out by the time they do hear this. But uh, look, Great pod. We really appreciate um, you as always, Cal, coming on and spinning your yarns. And of Thanks, course, Jack. you, uh, Gerard, for coming on and, and giving us a little bit of insight into what makes TAs tick. So best of luck for you and the rest of the season. Thank and then hopefully um, we might even you know get you on the pod again if we're, we're desperate for, for someone. <laughs> so, so I'll see you this time next week. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, everyone. Make sure you get down to all your uh, footy games and enjoy the great product that is... Uh, the Perth Football League. See you next week.